When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Can someone fix Twitter? I know I'm not that smart. I don't claim to be that smart. I'm a sports announcer. I'm not a technical person. I don't know anything about anything. I don't know algorithms or anything else. But I know that Twitter was something that I really enjoyed. We sit here during commercial breaks on this radio show, and I would just glance at Twitter, and it would keep my mind occupied until we come back on the air. And now I glance at Twitter, and I don't know what I'm looking at. All I'm seeing are things that are trending. I don't know why they're trending. There's no explanation as to why they're trending. I'm also getting sent into my timeline things that are two and three days old and or I'm getting things from accounts I've never heard of talking about things I couldn't care less about. Someone's selling me a T-shirt that says, Dear Mom, great job, we're awesome. What the hell is that? What is going on? When did this happen and why? Why? They've taken a good thing and made it terrible. So that's just my little momentary thought on that. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Does anyone disagree? Like, here's the one thing I've never heard. We live in a country where you cannot get two people to agree on anything. Anything. You can't agree on anything. But is there anyone who doesn't think that Twitter has become much worse in the last two weeks? Anyone. Bubba, is Twitter better or worse? Worse. Way worse, right? Like, 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 like stunningly worse. Right on a scale of one to ten, how much worse? I don't, I don't see a single positive. That's for sure. It's worse. Cam, better or worse? Uh, far, far worse. Far worse. Hembo, better or worse? It's much worse. Worse. Everyone thinks it's worse. Why would we change something and make it something that everyone thinks is worse? Like I don't understand this. So, look, I understand. I'm not the most technologically savvy person in the world. Earlier this morning, Hembo had to actually cut and paste something for me because I couldn't figure out how to do it. Hold I your understand. thumb down. Hold your thumb down. I understand Hit that. copy. It's, I get it. But that does not change the fact that Twitter sucks now, and it used to be good. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, that's my little momentary diatribe on that. Okay. Now, let me tell you, and I will work my way there somewhat slowly, how a person I've never met in my entire life made me tear up this morning. That person is Scott Rowland. I've never met Scott Rowland. It doesn't really matter to me that Scott Rowland got voted into the Hall of Fame yesterday. I will offer my congratulations to Scott Rowland on getting voted into the Hall of Fame yesterday because it's an extraordinary honor. And there's a part of me that does not want to analyze his candidacy on this day because he just got into the Hall of Fame. This has got to be the thrill of his lifetime. You don't need people raining on your parade on this day. But I will merely say the first thought I had in mind was that in the induction ceremonies in Cooperstown, they're going to intentionally walk Barry Bonds to pitch to Scott Rowland. <laughs> so we have now reached that point where the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies this coming summer are going to enshrine Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland both of whose entire careers I watched and both of whom were good players. I don't think anyone can say they were any more than that. Scott Rowland was one time out of his entire career did he finish in the top 
13 in the voting for MVP. So Hembo, and this is, of course, is your lifeblood is baseball. I don't want to rain on the parade of a, of a, of a man who gave you a, a day's work for a day's pay. He was certainly a very good player. It's not his fault he wasn't a better player than he was. And it is in his fault that Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and, uh, and Alex Rodriguez and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. He did everything right. But the reality is, I feel like we have finally reached the point, to use the, your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber song, mm. we have reached the point of no return. When we are putting in Scott Rowland and Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez are not in, we have reached critical mass. We, we, are, in a, we are in catastrophe mode. Yeah, this is so difficult for me because you know that I, I love the Baseball Hall of Fame. I yeah. visit every year. I spend time in that gallery and I feel like I'm in a sanctuary. Like I genuinely love that place. But I feel the same way that you do about this. It's, it's difficult for me to take seriously what is happening now because like Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland are top 1% players of all time. But this era that I grew up watching and loving is just not being properly represented in the one place where it needs to be. And every player's case is different, right? You take these case by case. No one would argue that Scott Rowland was a greater player than Barry Bonds. But let's underscore what you just said. He played 17 years in the big leagues. And on one occasion, the same writers that just voted him into the Hall of Fame viewed him as one of the top 13 players in his own league. Scott Rowland played 17 seasons and received one first place MVP vote. Scott Rowland's in the Hall of Fame because he is perceived to be virtuous in an era in which many of his greater players were not. So what we have done is swung it all the way back. We've kicked it all the way back. And McGriff and Rowland and others like them are going to continue to benefit for the sins of others. And for that, I'm, I'm just not comfortable. That's not a good place for the Hall of Fame to be in. And baseball fans aren't expected to take it seriously. So I, I, and I don't know what the answer is. As I said, I'm not that smart. If I was that smart, I'd be doing something else. I can't, tell, I, I can't sit here and tell Rob Manfred what to do. And, and, and I like Manfred. You know that. You know I have defended him a million times and I will defend him on this. There isn't an answer to this problem because if the answer is instruct, first of all, these guys are on the ballot. So the Hall of Fame hasn't weighed in one way or the other. Major League Baseball hasn't disqualified them in the way they have Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe Jackson. They have allowed the writers themselves to make this decision. And I am all for the writers making decisions. As we saw recently in the case of the NFL, players voting on these things is the worst outcome. The writers are the right people to make these decisions. But I would just ask all the writers who voted for Scott Rowland, doesn't it just seem wrong? Doesn't it just feel wrong to have a, a, a building, a, a, a museum, a library, a sanctuary, a, a, a place where we celebrate the greatest of the great and to have the juxtaposition of Rowland being in, I hate to keep coming back to him, but it's just the most recent one, and Barry Bonds not. I want to make it very clear. I, I have spent a little time in my life around Barry Bonds in another lifetime. This was, he was still a Pittsburgh Pirate, and I was covering baseball a little bit in Chicago, and he came through Chicago, and my very limited experience with him, I found him to be as disagreeable and unpleasant as anyone I've ever met in sports. In no way am I making an endorsement here because I like Barry Bonds. I don't know him from a hole in the wall, but generally speaking, I'm inclined to dislike him because of what I witnessed from his behavior in the clubhouse 
30 years ago, and who knows, maybe he was just having a bad weekend. So I don't care what, what I'm trying to say, inartfully, is that I don't care one way or the other. But I'm a baseball fan, and there's just something about this that isn't right. So I don't know. I would like to tell Rob Manfred how to fix this problem, but I don't know how to do it. I don't blame him at all. I don't know how to solve this problem, but I do think it is a problem. This is a, we're going to have to live with it, because this is exactly what the Hall of Fame wants. It wants to be able to hide behind the voters. This is exactly what Major League Baseball wants. They want to be able to hide behind the voters. And so what we're going to expect and what we're going to get is more of this. It almost, I almost feel like I'm being gaslit as a fan who watched greatness growing up on my TV, fell in love with the game of baseball, and this summer I'm going to watch Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland give speeches. It just feels like it's an alternate universe and everything that I grew up believing and watching didn't happen. That's not to discredit anything that they themselves did, but I do think over the course of time, it is eroding the credibility of the Hall of Fame. Of that, there is no question. That said, when it comes to Roland, there is something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I'm going to admit something, and I don't care what, what it says about me. And I don't care what it makes you think. Here's what I'm going to tell you. So this morning, I got up, as I do most mornings. I got up early. Can we have a little quiet in here, guys? Is there a reason why it's very loud in this room? Thank you. So I got up early this morning, as I always do. And I sit, I got the little, I got a little cereal working. I got a little, uh, I got my, you know, drinking a little tea. I've switched to tea, by the way, mm. since I, since I went through this illness when Big I was move. on the prednisone, I went off the coffee and I'm sort of enjoying the tea. It makes you feel good. So I got all that going on. So I'm sitting there this morning and I don't know if it's something about how early in the morning it is. I don't know if it's the fact that I spoke to both of my kids last night and I kind of miss them. I don't know what it is. But did you see the video of Scott Rowland telling his parents that he had gotten into the Hall of Fame? I did. Just find it for yourself. If you can find anything on Twitter, just trust me, if you were within the sound of my voice. Scott Rowland is obviously in some other room. He can, he's in a house and there's a lot of people there. They're all waiting. They know that a phone call, I guess, is either coming or not coming today. And he comes walking out of, of a room and he looks at a, a woman, an older woman, who's obviously his mother, and he just sort of nods his head. And she embraces him. Just, it's just a beautiful moment. And then he walks a few steps further, and there's an old man, who I'm, an older man, who I, obviously is his father. And he's got um, like crutches or whatever those arm things are that people, when they need help walking. And I'm watching him embracing him, and I'm watching them hold that embrace. And all I can think is that in that moment, they're thinking of the thousands and thousands of days that they spent throwing him batting practice, hitting him ground balls, driving him from this field to that field, to this place, to that place, to that game, to making up to school later, to all the things, because I was a dad who did all this stuff. And of course, my kids, they played sports. They are never getting into the Hall of Fame of anything. But all of us who have been parents in that way remember those days so fondly. And the idea that he's able to walk out and look them in the face and say, they just called to say that I'm in the Baseball Hall of Fame, it made me cry. I'm sitting there, it's 5.20 in the morning, and I'm sitting in the dark by myself in my house eating a bowl of Raisin Bran, and I actually had tears in my eyes. And I, and I, and I again, maybe I'm getting older, I, I don't know what the reason is, but that's the stuff that moves me now. You know, I've been doing this job 30 years the games come and go. They all start to meld together every once in a while. And I love that. Look, don't get me wrong. I love the games. I'm looking forward to the games this weekend. But that's the stuff that gets me now. Like, 
that's all I could think of as I was watching that moment is what must his parents be thinking about right now? Like, mm. just, just think about all the commitment you made to this and, and all the sacrifice that you made so that this kid could live the ultimate dream for, for everybody. So anyway, that's what it made me think of this morning. So uh, for whatever reason, I'm a 55-year-old man and I'm sitting by myself in my house crying this morning watching a video of someone else's accomplishment. Uh, long live sports. Uh, we're back in a minute with a point spread this weekend that raised my eyebrows. This might be the smelliest line of the year. You'll hear it next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Mahomes, best player. He's the most talented player in the NFL, and he's the most dynamic weapon. Joe Burrow fascinates me because all the things that you want to teach, he does better than everybody else. What a matchup of quarterbacks on the AFC side. Burrow and Mahomes. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We're live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are around me. You know, it's interesting, Hembo, that the question at the start of this NFL season was. Can Josh Allen supplant Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the sport? And here we are at the end, and we're asking the same thing of a different young quarterback. It's sort of a fascinating little phenomenon to me. Yeah, I think some of us may have been a little skeptical that what Cincinnati did last season was replicable. But the fact that they're one win away from the Super Bowl again, and Joe Burrow has played even better this season, I think demonstrates how much he has grown. And the fact that their baseline was the Super Bowl last year obviously says quite a bit. 
Quickly, I asked the question, why has this line moved so much? This game opened at Kansas City minus two and a half, and I'll remind anyone who needs reminding. That was long after Mahomes got hurt. Mahomes got hurt Saturday early in the game. Uh, This line doesn't come out until long after that. So you would think Kansas City minus two and a half would be baked into the cake. That line has moved like four points. Here's our Joe Fortenbaugh explaining why. Just looking at what's been happening in Vegas this week, when that game ended between the Bengals and the Bills, Cincinnati opened as a three-point favorite. It immediately got back down to pick them. Then it went to Cincinnati minus one and a half. Patrick Mahomes in 12 playoff games so far has never been an underdog in the postseason. And today it went as high as two and a half, which is incredible to see. Now, once it got there, we were flirting with three and the bookmakers finally saw some Kansas City money and moved it from two and a half Chiefs as a dog to one and a half Chiefs as a dog. So so he's basically telling us it's just a question of where they bet all these things. I think he misspoke. The game originally opened with Kansas City favored and and that's why it has moved so much and 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 the, the, look the the public is just betting like crazy on the Bengals and it's easy to see why I don't care if you think Cincinnati is going to win the smart play here is absolutely to play Kansas City on the money line if you're getting Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as a home dog that is the value like what has happened in these matchups obviously is Joe Burrow's three and oh but that isn't necessarily predictive and if you're betting these things and looking at probabilities what you should come away with is I'm putting my money on Kansas City, even if I don't think they're going to win. So we'll see. I, I don't think they're going to win, which means I'll put all my money on them uh, because I'm 100% always wrong. All right. In the meantime, there's something else that I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So I was up in Bristol yesterday. I had a, uh, some meetings that I had to go to. I hadn't been up there in a little while. And guess who I met? I met Cam. Oh, no. I met the newest member of the hashtag crew whose name is Cam. I had, we have obviously uh, gone back and forth on the air. For those of you who listen to our show on the radio and you don't really have any sense of how this works, Hembo and I are in New York City. We work out of the Seaport Studios where we do get up. We're in the same room, same desk where we host the TV show in the morning. Bubba and Cam are in Bristol, the primary headquarters of ESPN since, uh, since our inception in 1979. And I was up there yesterday, I had some meetings, then I was hungry, so I went to the cafeteria, and on my walk to the cafe, I ran into Liam, the beloved Liam, who of course was the producer of Mike and Mike Forever and is a dear friend, the families, I mean, I love Liam and I hadn't seen him in a while in person, so it was very nice to see Liam, and then we walk over to the cafe, and, and then Cam is there, so I get to meet Cam, and then the next thing I know, Nuno comes walking over. So I see Nuno, so I'm, I, in one fell swoop, <laughs> I see Liam I see Nuno and I see Cam. That was a productive little swing through the cafeteria to get a turkey burger. Is Cam more impressive in person? Yes, he's taller. Cam, you're taller than I thought you would be. I'm just sorry that I didn't get to see you, Bubba. That's really the only shame. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you really just saw everyone. Um, (laughs) Didn't need to see anyone else. I'm a little, uh, little confused as to what was going on here yesterday, so let me just get this straight here. Yeah, Um, yeah. How long have we known each other, Greeny? We've known each other. It's got to be at this point twelve years. Yeah, 13 about years. that. Yeah, so about I started that. in twenty ten. So yeah, like you just said, I'm here in Bristol. You're in New York. So yeah. you last time we saw each other, probably a year and a half, maybe two years. So you come up to Bristol, correct? Don't even tell me you're coming. Right. Come by. Walk by radio. Pass Liam. Yeah, I see Liam. It's on the Don't way. Don't even say, "Hey, I'm." Where's Bubba? What's happening? And then you meet Liam, Cam, Nuno. Yeah. And then that's it. 
And then Liam, I got another issue with Liam here. I find out Liam tells Nuno to come down. That's how Nuno got involved. Yeah, so Nuno wasn't, it was not accidental. Liam texted Nuno and said, hey, Greeny's here in the calf. Why don't you come by and say (laughs) hello? Why doesn't he? Yeah, why doesn't he come down? Why didn't he text me? I'm just sitting in the office, just typing away, doing things. This this gets even better because Bubba was in the cafeteria about five minutes before I was and could have gotten a free lunch out of it. I just picked up my pasta right before and I walked upstairs. So so the free lunch notwithstanding, um, the, 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 here's, here's what, I, what, what I find interesting is it did not occur to me because this was much later in the day, Bubba. It's a late lunch you guys are eating. I normally eat lunch way earlier than that. What time was this, Cam? This had to be I think it was two around in the two. afternoon. It was two, yeah. So I would not have guessed, Bubba, that you were still there. It did not occur to me because of the hours of our show. It just did not, I did not think to myself, uh, you know, the, so the, is this is this the reason or the excuse? No, of, Nuno that, uh, Nuno was still there, and yeah. Nuno works an earlier show than we do. So I don't understand that at all. Yeah, well, I don't know. What he's Here's the reason: I worked in Bristol. I worked in those buildings. I was I was there. Okay, so ESPN is now on our main campus. What are we? Fifteen buildings, sixteen buildings. I don't know how at, many. At buildings least, yeah, there are anymore. I was there when we had two. I was there when there was building one and building two when we were working in a trailer as they were building building three. And I was literally, my desk was in a trailer opposite Charlie Steiner. (laughs) And I would sit there in awe and watch as Robin Roberts and Dan Patrick and Bob Lee and Chris Berman and everybody, Stuart Scott, were all walking around. So the point I'm trying to make is I was there a really long time and I worked in those buildings as they grew every day for 22 years. So if I were to let everyone that I know know that I'm coming, Bubba, then I would never have been able to manage my day. So I didn't tell anyone I was coming and I just randomly ran into Liam and randomly ran into Cam. The person with whom you have a bone to pick here is Liam. Well, because I he agree decided with the, to text I agree with the Liam Nuno situation. and I, didn't text you. I'll, I'll grant you the Liam situation. However, I am the producer of the show we currently true. work on. You could have said, hey, coming up to Bristol, are you around? Let's talk for 10 minutes, see what's cooking, see what's going on, go over the show. You know, if I come to New York and I'm in New York and I'm at the seaport where you you work, I think I'm going to talk, I'm going to check in with you and Hembo. Even Hembo, I would say hi to. Yeah, but how many people does Bubba know at Seaport, whereas you know, you know, hundreds? That's the flip side. Again, it's a show you work on, though. I'll grant you, you know a lot of people, but do, do do you need to check in with everyone? No, but... Do you need to check in with the people you work with on a daily basis for two and a half years since you're working or since 2010? Maybe a quick, hey, I'm in Bristol. Well, I'll meet, are you around? Well, I'll meet you for five. So here's, here's what I five. have to say. For five. Give me five. Say, I have to say something. I think he may be right. Mm. Like, I may be in the wrong here. And he's pissed. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think Bubba is hurt. No, he's not. He's hurt. He's hurt. He his both. feelings are hurt. His, his voice has been raised. And to I, a level. you know what? I feel bad. And, and, and you know, it, it, it didn't dawn on me, but I should have. Now, this is also, of course, reminiscent of a legendary Curb Your Enthusiasm scene um, in which there is a, a lengthy debate over whether or not someone needs to let you know they're going to be in town if they don't have time to see you. Mm. But we don't have time to delve into that. Bubba, I will offer an apology. I sh- you are right. I should have texted you and said, I'm going to be up there. Are you going to be around? And so- now, I didn't know my schedule because I had a couple of people I needed to see and I had a couple of things I needed to do. Sure. But I- when I was done and I was walking to the cab, see, what happened was, but let-, let me take a quick break on this thought because I'm getting late. I will explain to you why it happened, why I wasn't thinking about it. 
And then I will offer an unreserved apology. All of that is coming up next after this word from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get in all the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with the promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. We are back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. You know, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. So, now, Bubba, we got a problem here now. So, now Ray is mad at me. So, all the members of the team, all the people who are my friends who are up in Bristol are all mad at me that I didn't let them know that I was coming up there yesterday. Yep. And, and so, now now Bubba is hurt. He really should be mad at Liam because Liam is the one who texted Nuno and said that I was there. He should come down and see him and didn't text you. So, I think your beef on that one is with Liam, not with me. Then, well, you know. I could have let you know. I should have let Ray know. Could have and should have. Now, let me just give you the reason why this happened. So I had a variety. uh, So so I start the morning in the city. For those, okay, around the country, Bristol is almost exactly 100 miles door to door from New York City. 
So I do the TV show in the morning. I got to go up there for meetings, NBA stuff. So I, I, I get into the car with Etchy. You know Etchy, obviously, Brendan. You know my, my, my sure. longtime assistant. Been with me longer than you have, Erica. She's driving me. So we drive up to Bristol. I got my meetings. Now we got to go back to the city. And I want to beat the traffic. So it's about 2 o'clock. And I, want, I don't want to still be. It's going to take us two hours with no traffic. So I don't want to be driving into the city when it gets to be 5 o'clock. Because now you've got all kinds of problems. So, but I'm starving. So I say to her, go get the car. She's in the circle. You know, there's like that parking circle or whatever it is in front of building four. She, Bubba, is there waiting for me. I'm just running to the calf to get my traditional turkey burger. I love the turkey burger they make in that cafeteria. I'm running over there to get a quick turkey burger. And I'm going to eat that literally in the car is my plan. But I run into Liam on the way. What I, I, what, how did you run into Liam is what I understand. Just walking. So when walking you walk from where? I, I walked to the to the to the passageway that goes at you know where the where it sounds into like the cafeteria. You were in radio. Well, you have to walk past the radio studios, or at least what used to be the radio studios, the old 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 Mike and Mike studio. You have to walk through there to get into the little passageway where you can play the college music. Now we're getting into details no one knows. Mm, I, I had know. to walk past that. How would you get to the cafeteria? How well, do you get you to the cafeteria? From? I was coming from that building, the, the, whatever that building is. I walked down the stairs and I walked through there. I was walking around, just looking around. I hadn't been there in a long time. So anyway, the point uh, of the story I is guess. I was kind of in a rush. And then when I run into Liam, it kind of slows my rush. And then next thing I know, I'm meeting Cam. And the next thing I know, next he's thing you know, you have a 20-minute conversation with Cam where you mm. just met. I was probably there a good half ago. hour. About we were probably there a good half hour. Uh-huh. I would just like to point out the irony that this uh, feature segment is called I Just Want You to Know, which is all you had to say to Bubba yeah. yesterday. I should have let him know. He's right. Sh- hey, Bubba, I should have let you know. You're exactly right. I should have said, I'm coming up to Bristol. I don't even know if I'm going to have time to see people, which I didn't know if I would. I didn't know my schedule. But I just want to let you know I'm coming. Maybe, you know, we can meet up or whatever. I should have done that. You're right. I'm in the wrong on this one. I, I'm, I'm a big enough man to admit it. I'm in the wrong on this one. Why are you looking at me because like that? You need to be careful here because you're now aggravating every member of this staff. This Bristol fiasco is not going to go away easily. Last week, you insulted my singing, which was affirmed by Andrew Lloyd Webber himself. Yeah, I just think you need to tread lightly. It's with, probably true. With your relationships on the show. I'm probably making a good point. Yeah, Cam and I are good. <laughs> yeah, Cam's having now. a great time here. For he's now. getting free lunch and he's eating gravy and he's, he's putting the Google Doc together. <laughs> Until you insult his beard or something. So it might just be me and Cam at some point. (laughs) (laughs) What a a show. (laughs) We might just take this act down the road. Uh, Anyway, so that's what's going on with us here. Okay. Now, I want to get to the next order of business, and this is something that is incredibly important to me. It is something that I mentioned to you once before briefly, but the time has come to mention it again. Over the course of the many years that you and I have been together, and by that I mean any of you who are within the sound of my voice, some of you go back 30 years and anywhere in between. You know that I've written a number of books. And what I've never done was I never wrote a sports book, like a true sports book. And there was some sports in the Mike and Mike book. There was some sports in Why My Wife Thinks I'm an Idiot. But I've never really written what I think could be described as a true sports book. And the reason is because I never thought I had a good enough idea. There are so many sports books. And I grew up reading them and loving them. And then finally, I had a good enough idea. So we have mentioned this before, but coming April 4th, with the ultimate assistance from my right-hand man, Hembo, who provided all of the research. We have a book called Got Your Number, in which I will assign the number, every number from 1 to 100 to someone or something in sports history. Every number has to be owned by someone or something. 
This actually came up in a conversation once about the number 12. We were commenting how many different people wore the number 12. Terry Bradshaw was 12. Joe Namath was 12. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 12. But there isn't any question who owns 12. Tom Brady is 12. That's when the light bulb went off over my head. So we have decided who owns one, two, three, four, all the way up to 100. And we will thus settle every sports argument you have ever had in your life. With painstaking research, Hembo went full nerd on all of this. We've got stats, facts, figures that will win you every argument you've ever had. And if when reading this book you want to fight back at us, you're going to have a tough time (laughs) fighting against our arguments. So the book is available for pre-order now. And the way this stuff works is the publisher will decide how many of them they're going to print based upon how many people decide they want to pre-order it. So if you think that's something that would be of interest to you, if you think it's something that would be of interest to you to give as a gift maybe for Father's Day or whatever it is, you can pre-order it right now. And if you go to my, I tried to make this as easy as I can. If you go to my Twitter page, go to at ESPN Greeny, pinned to the top. So the top pinned tweet has a link. And you just go on that link and you can pre-order the book from wherever you want. And it is that simple. It's called Got Your Number. And we're going to give you an example of how this works. So Bubba, I'm going to let you play along. Because this is the way it worked. So Hembo started each number. We went through the numbers, 1 to 100. I'm going to use the number 24, Bubba. Okay. He gave me a list. We went into the office, and he gave me a list. Here are some of the greatest players who wore the uniform number 24. Willie Mays, Kobe Bryant, Ken Griffey Jr., Ricky Henderson, Darrell Revis, Champ Bailey. That's a list. It's not the full list, but those were the ones that we seriously considered. And then, ultimately, I made the decision, but we did it together. They're my choices, but Hembo was heavily involved and then provided all of the stats, facts, and figures to back up the argument I ultimately made on who owns the number 24 in sports history. So, Bubba, who would you have chosen if this were, mm-hmm. if this were Got Your Number by Bubba? Yeah. Who would you say, again, Mays, read that book. Mays Kobe, Jr., Ricky Henderson, mm-hmm. Revis, Champ Bailey? Who is it? Right. Um, yeah, well, it's certainly not got your number by me because I'm not involved in, in the book. You know, I wasn't involved, you know, or invited to anything sad. See, Bubba's uh, feeling bad for himself. This know. makes me feel bad. But a, a, a sad Bubba is not a good thing. You can't go incognito somewhere, though. Like, what you needed to do is either go in and out or tell people. You ha- tried to have it both ways and you got bit. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Here's maybe the worst thing I can think of to tell you. It never even occurred to me. No, no. <laughs> like, like, I never it's, thought it's to myself. The best and the worst of it. I never thought to myself, I should let people know I'm coming. I don't know why I didn't think that. I just didn't. I just never thought of that. You know, we had meetings. You have meetings all over the place from time to time. You know how it is. So I, I just had, this was where my meetings were. We had NBA stuff, to, you know, meetings that were planning. We're going to maybe go on the road with LeBron, break the record, whatever. We got a lot of stuff going on. And this is where the meeting was, and I was just going up there. Like, it didn't occur to me, oh, and I could take this opportunity to see some people that I haven't seen in a while, like Bubba or Ray, or maybe I'll meet Cam. <laughs> like, it, it just didn't dawn on me. But anyway, don't right, change anyways, the subject. Yes. Um, for number tw- I, who yeah. owns the number uh, 24? I mean, just for me, growing up, it was, I would say it was Griffey. That was the number who would... That's the one I would always think of growing up. There's no other choice. But overall, it's got to be Willie Mays. He is. He clearly owns that number more than anyone else. He's you know arguably one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and it's got to be Willie Mays. So this was a decision that we made, and we will detail for you in extraordinary 
detail with extraordinary facts and figures in the book who we chose for 24 and every other number. But that's the object. That, that was the idea of the book. And Hembo, again, there's, this is our project. Uh, you were basically as involved in it as I was with all of the work that you did. D- doing the research for the players we selected, the coaches we selected, the fill-in-the-blanks we selected was super fun. But the most fun thing was deciding who got what. Because that is going to be ultimately quite controversial. There is, like, for as many debates as we will solve, for as many arguments as we will solve, we will spark just as many based upon the people that we chose. Yeah, that's, that's the point. So some of them are obvious. I mean, anyone could have chosen 99, and anyone could have chosen 23, and anyone could have chosen 3. Th- those are the ones that jump immediately to mind as being obvious. You, you couldn't get as great as the options are. By the way, a lot of great players wore 23. I mean, it is amazing. Now, we had decided, I had decided it was Michael Jordan before we even looked into the other options. It has to be Jordan, and it has to be Gretzky, and it has to be Ruth. And by the way, we have stuff in there about Jordan and about Gretzky and about Ruth that you don't know. Um, so even the numbers that feel obvious um, are, I think, are worth exploring. But then it's the ones where we, do, that where we will debate it. So anyway, that's that. Over the course of time, between now and then, I'm going to throw these questions out there and, and I'll put them up on Twitter and everything else so that you can make up your own mind which way we should have gone. We had some very tough decisions, but the book is called Got Your Number. It'll be available April 4th anywhere that you normally get your books. And again, if you would like to order it right now, go to the linked tweet on my Twitter page, which is at ESPN Greeny, and click on that and you will be able to order it from wherever you want. The book is called Got Your Number. Okay, Bubba, how we doing are, are, are we are we how do i make this up to bubs like that's the question that i have so 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 let me throw a question because why not bubba loves seinfeld as much as i do are you also as big a fan of kirby or enthusiasm as i am oh yeah it's yeah so great so one of my favorite conversations they ever had on that show and it's an interesting debate unto itself let's say i was coming let, let, let's say i live in new york and someone i'm close to lives in los angeles okay let's say i'm going to la and someone I'm close to lives in L.A. And I know that I'm going in and out, that I genuinely don't have time to see anyone. That's not like this scenario where I easily could have seen Bubba and candidly chose not to. (laughs) (laughs) Not actively, but passively chose not to. But if I'm coming to L.A. and I know I can't see you, is there an obligation of mine to let you know that I'm coming? Because Larry's argument on the show is, well, what is the point? There's no logic to this. I could just as easily call you from New York as call you from Los Angeles and say, I'm in town, but I don't have time to see you. And the person with whom he is arguing says, you know what? Just give me a call. It just would have been nice if you had given me a call. Now, I happen to be on Larry's side of that debate. But Bubba, if I had known I didn't have time to see you, this is the point I'm trying to make. Everything kind of got sideways on me because of the timing. The meetings wound up being longer than I expected, and I needed to eat something. I just wasn't going to make it all the way back to the city without eating something. But if I had just run out of the building, if I had just left, would you have been hurt that I didn't let you know I was coming even if I was not able to get together? Well, I, I, I still feel like it's a... It's not the exact same scenario because you're literally, no matter what, you're going to be on the campus that mm-hmm. I'm going to be working on. Mm-hmm. So there's still a chance you can interact with me. Even if you're going to the meeting you're talking about, that's literally one building over. So right. I'm, you still may pass me. Normally, I, I tend to, in all the arguments Larry has, I tend to side with him, and I would side with what he's saying. Yeah, if you're just flying through and you go to a meeting in, in Los Angeles or whatever it is and someone lives there and there's no chance you're going to see someone, I would agree. Why would you have to let the person know? 
But if you're if you were literally just coming in and say you didn't go to the calf, but you were just going to be here, I, we were in the same building. I mean, yeah, I, we I mean, were in the no same matter building. what, you're on campus. You're going to be in the building or the building next to it. Even if you run outside, maybe I was going to be leaving at the same time, and I would see, and I'd be like, "Well, what the hell, Greenies here?" And then, I, I didn't, and then I you can't just win put your one. head down and run away. So you know, I, this is one I can't win. The New York LA thing is obviously not like for like. If you're on the campus, right? Exactly. And there's, exactly. A, and there's a chance they will see you. You have to notify them in advance. No, but see, now you're making this into a nefarious thing. You're saying I should let them know because I'll look bad if I didn't let them know. And you do. But how about just out of the goodness of your heart? Should I have let him know just out of the goodness? Should Probably, I yes. been moved to do it? Should I have done it because I felt obligated to do it because he might see me? Or should I have done it because it's the right thing to do? Yes, but definitely A. <laughs> <laughs> the goodness of your heart is, is, is of less concern than the humiliation that you're now experiencing. There is something diabolical about Hembo, and that is what I... Okay, so Bubba, you are correct. So at some time between now and tomorrow's show, I have to figure out some way to make this up to him because I do feel genuinely bad. Mm. Cam, what do you think? Like, how, how, how do I make this up to my main man, Bubba? Uh, by the way, I saw Nuno. Buy him lunch. Nuno has lost... Of course did, yeah. How much weight has Nuno lost? He, he looks excellent. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it's over 100 pounds. I mean, he's lost 100 pounds, and he's a... How do I describe this? He's not a very tall man. Yeah, he's so, very, very, very wee. So it's incredibly noticeable. <laughs> like, when he first walked in, that was the only thought I had. So good for him. He looks healthy. He looks good. You need to buy Bubba lunch. Well, I'll happily buy Bubba lunch. I was going to say Cowboys tickets, but that's off the table. LOL. Well, he, already, he already owes me that, too, but, you know. Maybe Cowboys postseason tickets <laughs> if they ever make it back. So. All right. Good fun today. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, back bl- in Better Than Ever on ESPN Radio. for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.